Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 99, a special Father's Day edition. We thought, why not? Come on. There's dads out there who are geeks, which is why we brought Geek Dad, Ken Denmead, uh, from Wired to come out and talk about his new book, uh, The Geek Dad's Guide to Weekend Fun. Just getting involved with their kids and trying to instill them with some geeky values and spending some time with them and nurturing them so they don't turn into jocks and punch you in the face. So we hope you enjoy uh, this episode. You can get Ken's book at geekdadbook.com. And happy Father's Day! Or rather, geeky Father's Day! Now entering Nerdist.com Mom and Steve don't like me going out yeah, late at night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tall or short here? I can't tell which way. I'm going to do tall. How about medium? <laughs> All right, we're I recording. Going, I was right. going super short on this. Right. We're recording. recording. That's I how don't have headphones, people. Oh, this I is a very right deal with this. We can hear you. You sound fine. <laughs> you, you'll just have to listen <laughs> to us talk out loud in the air. I, I, I never remember a important question to ask before yes. we start. All yes. right. Somebody, somebody mentioned that this really needed to be asked. Yes. Are you Will? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Did Will ask you to do that? I well, I I, I nudged Will. I, we, we've uh, he's actually an uh, official geek dad. He he is, yes. he's done some stuff with the blog and stuff. And so uh, I was like, well, well, I'm gonna go see Chris. You gotta tell oh, me that's something. That's hilarious. Okay, you tell me something. I'll explain that. I think we explained that story on the podcast we did with Will. But before I do, it's a very special Father's Day episode of the <laughs> yeah. podcast with Geek Dad Ken Denmead. Hey. hey, Ken, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. This is this is like. Magical. This is, yeah. I'll tell you why this is magical. You're the first guest that actually came. You flew to LA just to do the podcast. Whoa. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, I wasn't supposed to just be pulled off the street. And, uh, Weirdly, no. Uh, no. Uh, all right. So, uh, the Are You Will story is when, when Will and I, when Will Wheaton and I are roommates in 1990 something, uh, <laughs> the apartment managers that we lived in had a son, mm-hmm. and he was. Uh, he, I, I don't know how to delicately say this. He was a, a, a mentally challenged fellow. Sure. Very sweet guy. But he they would all not, are. He would all, all sweet. He, he would, shut up, Jonah. He would knock on our <laughs> so door. He would knock on our tell. door all the time. Or, or we'd just see his eye peeking through mm-hmm. the outside of the, of the eye hole. 
And then when you open the door, he'd be there, and he would say this to Will every time. He'd just go, are you Will? And so, so I delivered it well. Yes. Yeah, so okay, so that, that just became... Will and I forever would, ju- would just would always go. I'd, like, so I still, when I email him, I'll go, are you Will? Or I'll tweet him and I'll hashtag it, are you Will? Like it's, <laughs> it's become our own personal meme for the last uh, several, several, several years. All so. right, good. It worked. So that just had to explain right. what the backstory was. But Ken, yeah. Geek Dad, now I remember Geek Dad from when I was doing the Wired Science program. Right. We did do a Geek Dad segment. Uh, you did, yeah. And um, also, I know uh, Dylan Tweeney, who was one of yes. the editors over there, he, he got to be like Mr. Geek Dad on the, on the video segments they did, too. And uh, Yeah, Dylan's yeah. awesome. At yeah. Dylan and the number 20 on, uh, yeah. Yeah. on, on the Twitter. Oh, so do we, do we need to trade Twitter handles? And go yes. Or, yes. I, I, You're I, at Fitzwilly. At Fitzwilly with an IE at the end. Now, what's the... All right, story. All right, so th- this is it's a sweet story, but it's also like I I, I misspelled something. So uh, this was a dog we had when I was growing up. We got him from the pound, sweet little uh, like Norwich Terrier, little little uh, like giant sausage with uh, wiry hair and right. like fox ears and all that stuff. And um, well, just we like got Danny to name him, and I just said I wanted to name him after there was a Dick Van Dyke movie. Remember the, the called Fitzwilliam, sort of like. Uh, late sixties, early seventies, with right. a, a great sort of caper movie, and and so we named him Fitzwilly with an I E, and it turns out you know I, it was with a Y. The movie's supposed to be with a Y. so I like <laughs> yeah, totally that, that, ruined it. No, and no, that's my like entire you web history. Purposely misspelling then. it like hip hop people or Def Leppard or hip hop people. Right. <laughs> All right. I meant black people. Uh, <laughs> Well, if I was if I was really smart, I would like dropped all the vowels out of it to make it like Web three point yeah. Matt's exactly. wearing his Fastronaut shirt. Yeah, I am. Matt's that. wearing right, his Fastronaut shirt. shirt. What are you? On. What shirt are you hold wearing, on, hold kid? On, hold on, hold on. Mine is. Oh, Battlezone! Oh, Battlezone shirt. Fucking Battlezone! Vector-based ga- video game graphic. <laughs> that's, that's and just... I'm just wearing a weird guy with a mustache, like a weird cartoon mustache shirt that I got at uh, a craft fair in D.C. Yona? What are you wearing, Yona? Well, let's just first state that I worked at a record store Uh-oh. in the early 2000s, and <laughs> I got a lot of free shirts of bands that <laughs> okay, I could care disclaimer. less about. Depending the disclaimer. hipster nature of his outfit. Uh, disclaimer. <laughs> the Strokes <laughs> of Transformers shirt. Wait, you know, you can wear that Strokes shirt now. It's sort of hey, like yeah, exactly. Um, I also have a Del Taco shirt. I have like all these shit. The shit I got for free. I had an Incubus shirt. I hate Incubus, but like you know, I got a free, free T-shirt clothes. out of it. Okay. Yeah. I love Last shirt. night. All right. Spe- speaking of free clothes. Oh. Yes. Right. Now, now I will apologize. First of all, most of the stuff is is sort of Chris uh, Chris focused, but you yeah. guys might get some. No, here. we're used to it. Um, all right. So <laughs> did somebody say something? Last, I don't think so. Here's, you know, <laughs> weird, weird synergy. Whatever. Uh, over the last number of episodes, you guys have so been talking up uh, the trailers for the Fright Night movie. Yes. yes. Okay. Here, the weird universe that we live in. Uh, two producers, the producers of the Fright Night remake are people that are also working with me on developing Geek Dead into a feature film. Holy oh, wow. shite! Which is a crazy concept David in and Tennant of David be playing you? Yeah. I, 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 get your people to call my people. I no, will call I, your people. Um, so we have... <laughs> a Fright Night shirt. Night t-shirt. Oh, nice. That is freaking so awesome. So there you go. Oh my God, Ken. Thank you. And that's actually... that's that's uh, It's not actually... Official swag. Those were uh, special shirts made up by some of the crew 
during the filming. Now this oh, is gonna this, actually this, better. This is, this is gonna this is an extra large, so this will this will hang yeah, like a dress on me. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if I put a little belt around Sleeping it and shirt. some uh, and some <laughs> shirt dress and some hip size boots, can I give this to Matt Myra? You absolutely. Because can. Matt Myra yeah, could wear with Matt Myra could wear this. That's good. Goal shirt. I love that. That's so awesome. You better wear that, Myra. Oh, Ken, let's talk about why you came down here first, and then then we'll get into all the geek daddery. Uh, You have a book out now. I have a book out now. Uh, we call actually this is the second book. It's we call it the blue. We've got the blue and we've got the red. But, uh, <laughs> That's perfect. The, yeah, the new one is. Why didn't I take the blue? Uh, yeah, the the Geek Dad's Guide to Weekend Fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all this stuff uh, sort of grew up. And it's you know, not the leaving the family at home and going out and picking up uh, strippers. No, okay. naughty right. boy, naughty right. boy. No, right. uh, you know, it's all uh, people. You know, parents have a hard time coming up. You know, if you've got free time on the weekend, you want to do something with your kids and. That's not going to involve, you know, going to the movies or or just sitting playing video games with them, which is not bad. Not even steampunk prostitutes. Then, well, well, oh, see, they don't put, pay steampunk prostitutes. But uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's it's projects. It's it's weird stuff to like hack apart and put together. It's just, you know to give parents ideas about what to do with their kids on the weekends. And it's, you know, from, you know, I got projects like, you know, you know how many people are launching cameras into the troposphere? Oh, yeah, yeah. Computers. You know, I've never been that ambitious. <laughs> I don't have the time to design that. Those so, videos are so So my awesome. idea was, you know, go out and get a couple of those those little party tanks of helium and balloons and tie your, 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 your flip video camera to the balloons, you you know, hold hold it with a uh, with a kite line and then just you know send it up five hundred feet. That is that awesome. Is really cool. Yeah. I mean and, and it's cheap. It's easy. Uh you know, if you don't lose the camera, it's pretty cool. And <laughs> can't get those anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's true. The collector's a, items. There's probably a good uh, black market on uh, on flip video cameras now. But uh, but so you know, it's, it's, it's a little racist like of you, Ken. It's a little racist. Okay, it, a, a, a differently colored <laughs> yeah, market. It's an African American market. market. It's, a, it's an Asian, it's an Asian market. market. We'll it's honest. an Asian yeah. market. It's not a black market. A- Asian no, market sell those flip cameras. Yeah. But no. uh, but uh, what what's exciting is that uh, you know as as nerds who have come of age, there's a whole swarm of nerd of children of nerds now yes. who i am so fascinated to find i hope someone does the data points on this i'm fascinated to find out if they will get the nerd gene or if they will become alex p keaton's and like rebel against their parents by being jocks and businessmen i think you're gonna see well you know and it all comes down to a lot of it is nurture you know and i i write about it in the book it's it's i was having a horrible time with my kids they were about you know, nine and eleven, and I was like, "All right, you guys are the perfect age. Let's play D anD D." No, it's going to be awesome. You can, you know, you can be a wizard. You can, you know, hack and slash. You can kill things. Favorite alignment? Chaotic good. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, because you know, you're not a bad guy, but you're edgy. You're dangerous, but you're still right. at the core of it. You're still right. good. I like I like uh, archers, rangers, uh, uh, stuff like that. Um, awesome. So. And they they weren't buying it. It was like, no, Dad, I don't want to. I'm like, and I'm like, it's breaking my heart that they won't do it. And so I had to go stealth mode, and I had like just picked up the player's handbook for uh, fourth fourth edition rules, and it was cool. And I just I left it out. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Two days later, my older son comes walking up to me. He's got the book open in his hand, and he's going, Dad. This looks kind of cool. Could we play this sometime? Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, what you, you got to do, Ken, is yeah. you need to put it in. This would be a Geek Dad project for you, okay? Okay. It's a Geek Dad project, free gift okay. to you. The project is to make uh, an old trunk that looks like it's uh, like 50 years just sitting in the attic. Right. Like create the dust and put cobwebs on it. Put all the D&D books in there. 
and tell your kids like whatever you do, don't go don't in the trunk in the yeah. attic. And then and then they go up in the trunk of the attic, they find all these books, and you're like, What did you do? And they're like, I'm sorry. And you're like, Okay. It's like you have to create the danger and the mystery. Yeah. yeah. I had hoped to hide this from you, yeah. but this is your destiny. <laughs> Plus you learn how to play D and D. I yeah. learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you started playing D and D with the kids? Uh, we have done some D and D, and you know they will, they will like it's like Dad, can can we play some more D and D? Nice. Like, I'm I'm writing the book. I got I got to go do a podcast, son. Can we go? Now now I'm feeling like that, Dad. When you come and it's home, like, Dad, I don't know. <laughs> when. We'll play D and D then. <laughs> you know I'll be <laughs> a ranger <laughs> then, sire. Uh, we, yeah, we need to write that version. That that, <laughs> that, that that's got too much potential. Your D and D probably doesn't have as many unmotivated tits in it as Game of Thrones. Yeah, probably not. But. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, good. It's just almost silly. It's somewhere like, okay, here come the tits. Well, you know, now that not, you know, now that we've all grown up and we're all playing D and D, you know, the, you can have anything in D and D that you want, right? That's true. It's you know, the wolf the, pups, the the quest for you know the magic golden phallus or something. I don't. Well, know. when I when I when I was like uh, 13, I, I played a character who, because uh, I, I I think I just didn't really understand how sex worked. Uh, I took a, uh, a, I figured it okay. out a couple yeah. months ago, but, uh, it's where you're naked except for your socks and there's a lot of apologizing, right? Right. So, uh, I, I, <laughs> I took a kobold, which is a sort of like a lizard dog creature, I right. think, if right. I remember. Uh, and I put her in my armor so I could just have sex with her all the time. But that's not how sex works. You're not just inside someone all the time. And if you understand anything about the mechanics of sex, it actually is painful it's um, gross after and, a while. And especially with a lizard dog. Well, that's so. what the willpower check is for. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> but to this day, in my mind, that character is still flying around with that cobalt in his armor. They have been <laughs> having sex for decades. Decades. Uh, so anyway, I, that, that, I probably should go back and roll, get that character, separate them. Will someone go, separate them? You gotta go back and help them, Chris. You gotta go back. All right, so let me ask you that. Have you ever played Munchkin? No. You're not a... All right, all right, so that, that just killed the next uh, piece of swag. What is it? You, but Munchkin is a, is a, uh, a card-based game that basically satirizes... You know, Munchkin is a term for, uh, like, a D&D player who min-maxes their character okay, to, to, okay. To, to, to totally overdo it. Right. So these guys created a... a it's a card-based combat game that everything about the game is about trying to screw the other players with... That sounds all right, awesome. Now my, now my warrior uh, can do a triple black backflip and stab you. Oh, oh, but wait a minute. I'm playing this card that says if you fly in the air, I get 15,000 strength points and I can beat you. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just totally over top crazy stuff. And uh, the guy who does all the art for it, his name is John Kavalik. He also does a... Actually, you guys were talking uh, apples to apples out front. Mm-hmm. You know, the apple. That's his apple. Oh. He drew that apple on the apples to apples. Wow. And uh, he also does a, a webcomic called Dork Tower. But he's a friend <laughs> of our blog. And so... I got him to hey, make you your awesome. very own Munchkin card. You are Thank the Nerdcaster. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! And I always, wa- I always usually played sorcerers. This is so awesome. <laughs> why, why is that? Uh, I did. I did. Level fifteen monster five treasure bad stuff. Your nerd, <laughs> your nerd first squished. I'm the, I'm the nerd first squished. I'm the nerdist. Is that what that says? Your nerd is squished. East, oh, east, east squished. squished. East squished. Uh. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. This will find a good home at Nerd Melt. Yeah. With all of my other nerd treasures. Back of our other stuff. I need a treasure room, and I need a goblin to take me there, and a mine cart. And a discounted Aaron Brothers. And a discounted yeah, Aaron Brothers. Was, yeah. Gotta frame that shit. A bunch shit. of frames. 
So uh, when did you decide, when did you say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a dad, it's time to start uh, throwing out the Geek Dad vibe for other Geek Dads out there? Well, this, you know, uh, so the history of it, and you've, uh, you know Chris Anderson. Yes. Mr. Wired. Yes. Who is an awesome person and, like, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually started the blog back in early 07. Yeah, late early '07, and it was just him and a few other guys. Some of the guys from Wired and uh, a few other people from around the Bay Area, and they were like posting one or two things a week. And, but I had found it because it was like, all right, totally self-identifying with that. Yeah, and uh, he puts out a call for new writers, and I'm like, all right, if I don't try for this, I will kick myself for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I have to try for it. But he's, I mean, like specifically, he said in the thing. Well, first of all. Um, I'm not really looking for people in the Bay Area. Aww. So, but I went. All right, so you didn't I still, get it. I still got to try. I still got to try. And my Wait for uh, the story. Oh, I'm sorry. My, yeah, it's still in the story. The the my my claim to fame at that point for for like doing a lot of writing online, and I, I think someone will appreciate this. Was I was running a play by email Star Trek fanfic yeah. RPG. Whoa. Online. Whoa. It's called called. Uh, I was part of a thing called Borderlands Federation and Empire. This whole, it's you know, there's like five or six different duty stations, uh, and they're either like Romulan ships or or Federation star bases and stuff like that. It's all set like a hundred years past Voyager, so that they don't mess with any continuity. And it's just, you know, open free play. So where did the geek part come in? I don't, yeah, you know, so that's yeah. Um, so that, are you still like, running that? I put the, um, I, I I've, I've dropped out from running the 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 station that I was running. It's called Starbase Phoenix, which was awesome. And hopefully, some of them are listening. And shout out oh, to them. Oh, that's awesome. You can go, Google it, find it if you're if you're a Star Trek nerd. What uh, Enterprise number were you guys on? Or no, 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 no. This was the, the whole the whole idea of this was uh, Delta Quadrant through uh, oh. through a different wormhole. So it was like. A stable wormhole to the Delta yeah, Quadrant? A, a stable wormhole, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Stable wormhole to the Delta Quadrant. And then setting up uh, this this sort of joint task force of uh, the Romulan, you know, very nervous Romulan Federation alliance to explore and develop in the Delta Quadrant. And deal so with there the were Borg. Like, you got to deal with the Borg Absolutely, there. and a whole bunch of other stuff. And... Uh, and and, and uh, so there were a couple of star bases, a couple of ships, uh, and people. You could there were some uh, Romulan ships. People were writing all this Romulan stuff that was just fantastic. And you know some some of the best uh, uh, best imagined Star Trek storylines that you could ever you know you would dream that they would do on a TV show or something. But they never will. And they never will. No. But uh, so that was on my resume when I applied for this writing gig. Was well, you know, I'm running a Star Trek RPG and uh <laughs> I live in the place where you don't really want anyone from. So. Other than those two things. Um and through either just, you know, stroke of luck and, you know, not I I, I got picked. So I I got to start writing for this blog. Which was like you know to the core of who I am as a parent and as as you know total nerd geek guy, um, and so I just I went to town, man. I was like because of this this uh, Star Trek thing. I was used to putting out content every day, hundred you know, a couple hundred words a day. I was like so I was like posting every day, every day. It's like I was waiting for them to tell me to shut up, yeah. you know, stop doing it. But I kept going, kept going. And then this was the time when like if if you were any kind of blog, you needed to have a podcast. Yeah, and I had actually already been doing a podcast for. The Star Trek thing. I had, you know, a 
30, 40 subscribers. It was, you know, it was big time. <laughs> but they were really they into were, it. They were really, uh, I mean, every, they all loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing in the world to have you know, people talking about what they were doing. So that was, it was awesome. And uh, so I pitched a podcast to Chris, and, and he was like, okay, go ahead, do, do a pilot. And we did a pilot and stuff. And um, I showed him the pilot, and he said, okay, here's a couple ideas. Oh, by the way, this is getting too busy for me. Do you want to run the block? Whoa. Oh, my God. Yes. Please, thank you very much, sir. Yep. And uh, yeah, I I took it over and just sort of like it. It has been the most amazing change of my life. I've you know we you're were, geek dad now. I am. You've really taken it over. I have. I have a. I, I try to be good about this, and it's hard because you know what? There's thirty plus people writing for the blog. Um, you know, core contributors and other people. You know, the content that shows up there. It's not. Just me. I'm running the show, but I've got editors. I've got writers there. We've got a Geek Mom blog now. Yeah, our, our Chris yeah. Rutherford writes for that, right? Yeah, exactly, our exactly. Chris, and uh, and yeah, they all are. Of course, they all are. And um, and it's like now, now you know, as it gets popular and as the books do well and other things, it's like, oh look, it's the Geek Dad. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool for my branding and my and my, but, but you know, there's a lot of people that that. Went into doing. You're this. kind of the Dread Pirate Roberts now. Exactly. You have to you have to retire and pass the name down. <laughs> I probably, well, uh, well, the yeah. name's the important thing. Mm. Yes. Well, you know, after the Pulitzer and the uh, Oscars and the Tony, then I might be able to afford to retire. Now, will Geek then, Moms? Uh, will Geek Moms make a? Uh, have they figured out a way to make a uh, brass steam powered vibrator? Because I feel like I believe there those are already in there's existence. There's a steam. There's a steam engine with pedals. Really vagina, Chris. And they over yeah. what? The steam's too hot. No, 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 well, no, no, no. You it, have the boiler it, off to the side to the and the side. pneumatics. Yeah, and the pneumatic thing, and then it, and then yeah. it powers the brass, which which vibrates uh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. At, at a slightly too. There are websites devoted to this. Though. What you're risking burns with that. Ye- it gets you hot. Trial and error. I yeah. mean, listen. The, you know what? Masturbating with uh, with vibrating apparatus in uh, steampunk days was not a perfect science. A lot of toasty vaginas. There were a lot of toasty cooked um, paninis. You know, uh, we'd never get to where we were today without people you know, going they, through this process. They gave God their lessons. lives for us today. <laughs> well, if not their lives, then their sexual organs. To but, have you know. the rabbits yeah. that we have. Do you have a uh, do do kids read the blog or is it mostly dads trying to get their kids into geeky things? Uh, you know, it, it's actually crazy. It, the The breadth of people that read the blog is, is huge. Uh, some kids, usually teenagers and stuff, younger. We do a lot of you know science fair type stuff and a lot That's of so robots, much fun. a lot of robots, mindstorms, and and uh, first robotics league and all of those. People love it. Have people you ever thought it. about I, when we were doing Wired Science? I pitched an idea to PBS and they didn't they didn't want to do it, but Basically, it was called uh, F.E. Chef, as in iron, the chemical symbol for iron. <laughs> and basically, you would go around and you would get schools to put their science teachers up. And then, uh-huh. and then they, and you would just give them a bunch of components, and they would just have to make stuff in a competition. Like, and then on one side of the bleachers in the gym, you'd have one school, and then the other side, the other school, you're like rooting on their science or teachers. Or you could do it like, like, like Bobby Flay, the throwdown. Yeah. You have like one yeah. famous. You get like Grant Imahara to come in, right? And and all right, build, you know, you two build a robot, and whoever builds the better robot, that would be so awesome. Then the robots fight to the death, right? Absolutely. No. And then they turn on their masters. What yes. else are robots? And then we have for? to black out yeah, the sun. Yeah. I wish I had taken the red pill, the blue pill, <laughs> the, red. the blue, red one, the red red blue one that makes you forget the last two movies because that's the one I. Socket to me. 
so Ken, where did you grow up? Uh, Bay Area. You're you're you're, you're Bay Area through yeah, and through. Yeah, like, you know, sort of sort of sort of like you. I was born back east, but I ended up ended up out here. But uh, born in born in Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, lived a little bit in Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm sorry about Clarence Clements. Yeah, well, I I wasn't old enough to even know. <laughs> so, but yeah, grew up from like age four on out in the Bay Area, and uh, yeah, the whole. You know, I, I lived in the time when we looked down on Southern California for their traffic. Oh, yeah. Well, now, <laughs> no, Northern California looks down on Southern California for, who knows, Just a great variety of reasons. Well, they uh, are north of geographically us. Geographically, so. correct. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And the freeway thing, that's what always gets me, is is you you you, you call your freeways the. It, it's like you, you have to add. It's, it's so the weird, one. Right? It's the five. It's like they're the only five. They're the only freeways there. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty egocentric we're, we're, down I mean, here that way. We're, we're on the other end of the same freeways. Wait, what do you oh. what do you guys call it? It's five. It's one oh one. It's not the take one oh one to five? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. That's it's perfectly like, right. You need, bring, you need to bring weight to it. You, take you have to put the articles yeah. in there. Yeah. You take ninety three to <laughs> you know. Go to uh one oh one and take that to F five. Yeah. One twenty eight. Yeah, is there like a, like an LA voice add on for your uh, for your uh, GPSs so that it adds the articles? Well, and it? it also adds up speed. Go to the one oh one and then it go to the five. Hawaii- so everything sounds like a question. Oh my god, make a U turn. I don't know wh- what it. I'm doing. In, no- uh, in Hawaii, we call the freeways the you know the H one, the H two, the H. You have a freeway in Hawaii. They have, they have no three. They have an There's interstate. Three. They have no inter- really. They yeah. do have an interstate. They do. What? Yeah, goes around Oahu. Yeah, there is an interstate highway in in this Hawaii. The Kamehameha Highway. That's not a real word. It is. It's the name <laughs> of a king. <laughs> Didn't you ever? Watch, did you ever watch Tom Selleck? And you know, I did. Yeah, King Kamehameha Club. I did, but I just wanted to see him. I just wanted oh. to figure out who Higgins was. My I, dad was in an episode of uh, of uh, Magnum, Magnum PI. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Was your dad Robin Masters? <laughs> no, um, he was Magnum PI. What? Yeah. No, you're Tom uh, Selleck's son. <laughs> explains the mustache. He, he was. Nothing explains that mustache. There there was a... I fucking like having a mustache. (laughs) Laziness is not... It looks good Having a mustache is not laziness. I feel like it is. That's even more work. No, he has to do work. No, he has to do work. A full beard that reaches to your navel is laziness. No, 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 no. But but you see they're staggered. So the mustache is older... Yeah, the mustache is older, and then the beard is less. It's it's there, there are several more stages. To do this every day. No, no. I, no. There, there, there's, Jonah there's does le- more work to look like he doesn't give a shit than you look like to That's give it. What? <laughs> no. How's that? How's the how's the scruffy like, hair look like going? I'm telling you, I have to do work to look like I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's the opposite of being a metrosexual, right? It is. is working really hard not to look like you. I just think that's the thing. I don't work very hard at all. Right. So you're yeah. Like, yeah. Metrosexual just means uh, like gay for vaginas. It's like you you like yeah. clothes, but you also like to touch boobs at the same time. Hmm. And I I I, I, w- I would put myself in that. You're not uh, afraid of letting other people do your nails. No. Well, yeah, I don't. Uh... <laughs> I've often thought about doing the manicure. I just don't want to have anyone jamming a stick under my cuticles. Feels good. Let's all get Manny Petties, guys. Come on, you guys. Oh, my God, Ken, you're totally the Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) So Geek Dad is all about getting manicures. Exactly, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, steampunk manicure. (laughs) When did you discover, like, what was your sort of nerd evolution? What did you... The, the the salient or the probably the uh, the experience that really turned me over to the to the light side is uh, when I was in elementary school, like you know, second third grade. Uh, my uncle, who was at that time 
he's always been sort of a real nerd uh, science guy, worked at like Harvard Institute of Astrophysics and all that stuff to, over time. But um, at, at that time, he was he was a little uh, a little you know more granola and had been like with a with a a, a cult for a little while and stuff but <laughs> he had got me and I, I can't remember the timing between like two different birthdays or something but he got me the D box set the okay. original basic box set and then also when he would come visit once in a while he would read me the hobbit in voices wow. oh my god so and I think that's you know any any good geek parent that's that's how you introduce your you know start them really young two three years old start reading them the Hobbit in voices and you know obviously challenge yourself to come up with thirteen different door voices but um, oh my uh, those God. two experiences I mean I I remember being in elementary school like third fourth grade having having brought the box set with me to school sitting on the wooden benches out at recess and just going through the materials. And reading the stuff and loving it, and then starting to play with friends, and you know, having having that experience like everybody does, like uh, just one buddy and I, because you know you have to have a DM do everything for you. Yeah, we we traded off like having our characters do something really simple, and then giving them all the treasure and experience in the world for it. Oh wow! So it's awesome. like. All right, dude, you just killed the orc. Here's 12 million experience points. You're now a level 47 warrior. <laughs> that was easy. you have uh, the, uh, the, the plus 10 sword of smiting. That was... It was of smiting. Sorry, I, I, now I'll get messages. Yeah, that, you better watch yeah. your step here. I got to get it right. Yeah. Star Rod Trek of smiting blog. and tensor's floating disc and, uh, yeah. That's a, and how do you define... You know, I had this conversation with Chris Anderson, too. Where do you fall in the nerd geek uh, debate? I always felt like it was regional. We didn't where I grew up in Tennessee. We didn't use the word geek. We used the word nerd. Yeah. Uh, and so some, but but some people say that there is a distinction, and I feel like it's regional and and, and that it's just a it's a vernacular. It's probably a little bit of all of it. I mean, what what I've come to see, especially as you know, starting to to do the blog and and being more aware of it as a national phenomena is. Um, there, there, there's been an evolution to it. I, I like to look at it that n- the nerd side of the coin maybe has less social skills. Really, I've heard so, that before. I always feel what's interesting is when you ask anyone on either side of the fence, they will always subtly or not so subtly suggest that the other one is the weaker class. So nerds right. will and, suggest you know, that it, geeks are the weaker class. They're like, no, no, geeks are awkward, and geeks say, no, 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 nerds are it's awkward. Like the trekker, trekky debate, right? It, or, or yeah, it, it just comes down to some people being like dumb enough to want to try and separate, and Why you know, can't we're, we all, all? we're all we're all the people that love math and science and gaming and and, and all that crap. Why you know. Why do we have to? Why do we have to divide people? Nerds and geeks know? unite! I say, yeah, let's all have. I mean, I, I, I do try to use it interchangeably now. I mean, you know, you're nerdist. It, it, it and could, it could be geekist. It could be, you know. No, it's not fucking geek. It's oh, nerdist. Right, what the sorry, fuck? Come on, Ken. Well, doing? that's because it's branding now. It's not a word. It's a brand. <laughs> Did you go to Maker Fair this year? Uh, we had a twenty by sixty booth at Maker Fair. Whoa! This is yeah the, the 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 other nicest thing that Chris Anderson ever does for us is he he takes it out of the wired budget and and gives us money to do a booth at Maker Fair and every year just about every year we've doubled in size just because the people love it we had we had tables this year we sort of set up, set up this master space 
We had tables with robots. We had tables with UAVs. We had tables with, with Lego free play. We had Unmanned tables with, with gaming going on and stuff. And then, you know, we had, you know, John Kavalik was down drawing doodles for people. We had um, Bob Boyle, who created Wow Wow Wubsy and Yin Yang Yo, a couple of those other great kids' cartoons. Oh, wow. um, he's like a fan of the blog now. He's doing a, a, a webcomic for us called Geek Life, which is like, perfect and he came came up and it was it was amazing because you'd have all these geeky parents coming by with their kids and uh you know the kids would go off and start playing the legos and the parents would just be sort of milling around they'd look down and they would see the guy who created munchkin which is <laughs> uh, a huge deal and they would go oh my god john Kovalik. and you'd get this line of people all these sudden start forming and getting stuff from john or the kids would walk by and people would realize well that's Bob, that, that's the guy who made Wow Wow Wubsy. He was drawing little Wow Wow Wubsy figures, you know, for the whole weekend. And they had a blast and it, 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 so much fun. Hmm. It's what an a, amazing. Have you ever been? I've been to Maker Faire three times. Yeah, but I haven't been the last couple of years because I've had to work. Yeah. Other places, but I, uh, I've been, I've been to three, I've been to three Maker's Fairs and Maker Fairs, and uh, they were great. I, the most incredible. Like Attorneys General. It's Maker's Attorneys Fair. General. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's amazing? What the, the thing that blew me away? There were a couple of things that blew me away the most. Number one, the guy who does the who does the uh, the giant life size mouse trap. Yeah. That it took him like ten years to build. Yeah. Uh, where he has people, the whole vaudeville show. He actually has humans and... in it, and they use a bowling ball for the marbles, Jeez. and uh, and he runs it like it, you know, every half hour or whatever, yeah. and it's incredible. They built this whole vaudeville show around it too. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch, and there's tons of steampunk people, which I don't know how they stand the heat in the wool coats because it's, it's <laughs> it happens at a hot time in in Sam. It was chilly enough this year. It, oh, was, it was chilly it was like enough this year. So it wasn't bad. And uh, and then the uh, the R two D two club is mind oh, blowing to me. Those those are those are two units are stunning that those guys did they each have their own uh, specific thing yeah now have you ever seen arc attack no these are the guys they're a band oh and they do the the the, the, the tesla the, coils the electric oh, yeah, yeah yeah the tesla coil this is like, i have this seen is their them. second year there was totally amazing last year i got to go in their faraday cage when they did like a adam song. savage did this like year. adam savage yeah. did this I, I beat adam by a year but yeah actually it's cool I've been, in, I've been in the biggest one in the world you guys at the museum of science in boston whatever yeah but, right, but were they playing the tesla coils to rock and roll i mean right, fair enough fair enough yeah I mean, they've got like, like mini that, synthesizers hooked up to the to the tesla coils actually play in tune to the music and the lightning strikes the cage and it's it's that's that was an ultimate experience. That was sounds really like a, cool. Sounds like a heavy metal lyric. The lightning strikes yeah. the cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you saw the Adam, uh, the Adam one with they, they did the Doctor the Who Doctor theme. The Doctor Who theme, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So great. So um, when, when you're coming up with, uh, when you're sort of coming up with Geek Dad projects, do you just have a whole slate that you're like, I can't wait? Or is every day like, what am I going to do today? Well, I mean... It, it, you know, for the for the books, there's a lot of you know thinking on it myself, and I get a lot you know a lot of help and a lot of ideas from the guys that write, guys and uh, women and men that work for, that write for the uh, for the blogs. Um, you know, for for the blogs, it's just somebody comes up with something and writes it up, and and I, I don't get to do as many of the projects anymore just because there's so much of this other stuff going on. But uh, it's just amazing to see what people come up with and and how much fun they're having with their kids doing crazy stuff that. You know, other people ought to be doing and, you know, learning. about. You know, I, right before I was here, I was on the phone with uh, Michio Kaku, professor. Yeah. Oh, professor. my God. You were talking to Michio Kaku? Yeah. 
God, I love that guy. He is cool. He is cool. And 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 so we're doing doing a whole segment for his show, and it's like. <laughs> You know, it's all about, you know, we've lost the impetus behind science education in schools, it seems like. Like, all the funding is going just to the basics, math and reading and writing. Which, you know, it's not bad, but, you know, they focused uh, all the testing there. And creationism. Yeah, in, in certain places, yes. Quote, unquote, uh, science. Quote, unquote, yeah. Pseudo-science. And, and so it, it basically is up to parents and, you know, guardians and whoever to try and get the kids the science you know the the cool stuff that they're not getting to do as much of in school anymore that's really shocking that's really 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 infuriating i mean my, my wife my wife robin love you hon. uh my wife robin is is an elementary school teacher and it's like the amount of time they are allotted to do science because you know the the district's have to meet all of these special criteria. They get like you know fifteen twenty minutes a week tops. Are they trying to keep kids stupid and yeah. and, and like like keep us in the dark so that they there must be some it, overlord conspiracy. Yeah, it's either that or just you know ah they they they're focusing on the wrong things and and you know all the money troubles don't help because it means they've got less money to spend on you know they 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 don't have money to buy all the science curricula because you know it's going to cost a thousand bucks a classroom two thousand bucks a classroom to buy you know all the kits for kids to do a certain project or whatever right and those are the first things that that go if they can spend that money to get more of the uh, the classroom the the math or science or math or uh, reading stuff that's going to get the test scores up which is you know what the holy grail for all of these districts now is there anything that is there anything to do with geek dad blog to maybe you know to donate resources or something to help science education to put these kinds of things in schools is there anything is there a movement I, that we should be creating we you know absolutely i mean you know uh, one of the things that we we've been getting behind a lot of these Kickstarter campaigns for oh, yeah. for cool science gadgets and stuff. These two guys they were actually at Maker Fair this year that did they have they have uh, come up with a, a snap together trebuchet kit. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, I mean it sent they, they they bring it to you and it's uh, you know it's it's like one board that they've laser cut out all the pieces. Yep. You snap it out and everything just fits together slot A piece B and you build this little trebuchet to pew, start having fun. And that's oh man and, and you know they're collecting money to to get them in the schools and things like that. It's I mean it's like it's like it's things are easier to make now. Yeah. We don't it's it's not like you have to go to like the Dow Corning company to make these expensive kits like we, Can you imagine if every science class had a MakerBot? Oh my! Well, I know Bree. Yeah, Bree I, know, I know Bree too. Bree is awesome. He was, was on Colbert awesome. last week. It was he was. Yeah. It was, oh man, it was it was so. Much I did fun. a series. I did an interview chat show that uh, Cadillac sponsored, and we got to talk to Bree. And yeah. so we went to Makerbot. This is Bree Pettis, the creator of Makerbot. Bree, Bree, and Bree Pettis, Make. hacker. He had a TV um, show. You know, they they did a couple episodes. They tried to do a sort of a science history of science show that he he did. And he he's just awesome. And and what these guys are doing, they're they're based in Brooklyn, Make Makerbot Industries. And uh, they they basically have made these three D printing machines right. um, that you know normally industrial three D printing machines are crazy expensive, right. and they've got the price down to I think like twelve hundred dollars yeah. or something like that. So you you know you get this um, you you get this uh, synthetic material this this type of it's m- actually the type of plastic that goes into Lego bricks. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, guys, we are like two years away from replicators. Oh, uh-huh. uh, so, well, yeah, because yeah. because what what's happened is of course. 
all, all these different people are using their MakerBots. Like, uh, didn't didn't someone use a MakerBot to build another MakerBot? Or yeah. like, like there's there's all sorts of crazy. Uh, you can yeah. There's a whole website. Well, which, there's there's the MakerBots and then there's uh, the CNC machines too, and you can have your own, which are the devices with lasers or or computer guided cutting tools for cutting anything out of sheets of wood or metal or plastic. So you combine those two and you could build anything yes yeah, so uh so support our friend brie buy get it get it check out check out MakerBot industries and he's gonna be a dad soon he is he is that's so exciting uh, he wasn't showing when i saw him no no he's a little further along oh, now, okay but, good uh, he's gonna have the MakerBot <laughs> deliver the baby <laughs> that's it well, no no he said actually the funny thing he told me when he told me he said yeah you know what first thing everybody said at MakerBot after i announced it says Ah, toy toy development must begin now. <laughs> so you, I mean, you know, you're going to see all these, all these, you know, because they give away people. There's this whole movement behind those guys where people do all their designs, the 3D designs in CAD or whatever, yeah. and then they put the the design files up for free online. Yep. Yep. You can download this stuff and print it yourself. Yep. And so you know, there's going to be a whole wave of baby toys. It is a it is a gorgeous crowdsourced community. Of yeah. all the 3D designs that they that they have there, and that's where the hope for all the you know this you know we're talking about the science education and and, and getting the kids and you know, trying to keep this enrichment there is it's you know it's not going to be in the schools it's going to be in these uh, amazing online communities. I mean, it's almost like the hackers of the world, unfortunately, have to pick up the slack to get this information to these kids and to get these tools and resources to these kids, you know, for the next wave of uh, of young geniuses. But fortunately. I mean, at, le- at least we have the web. At least we have the web. At yeah. least it's not like the Dark Ages where it's like, That's well, the these kids have no possibility to yeah, ever and, get this until information. Until the massive planetary EMP comes and all data is wiped from and all... We, uh, and we have to go live in the forest again. Right. Yeah. Right. But we'll all know how to, how to build stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we will be the rulers. That will, that'll, that will be awesome. <laughs> no, that won't be awesome because I still have to figure out how... Planes will fall from the sky. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually right in, the, in the middle of writing the third book in this series, and it's going to be it's going to be the uh, Geek Dad's book for aspiring mad scientists. And one whole section of it is uh, is themed on uh, post apocalypse. Genius. Hmm. So you know, these are all experiments and things that you should learn how to do so that you can survive and you know take over the remnants. Getting of Getting clean water. Finding out which berries yeah, you can eat, fire, and all, yep. all sorts of building stuff to yeah. Having to take on uh, a, a harem of women to just to repopulate, right. just mind trying control, to, just and, trying to repop. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's like the the young that's that's the earliest nerd fantasy of like, what if I had to repopulate when there was just me and nothing but ladies? Right. That would be the best. I'd still be alone. I know yeah. <laughs> humanity would die out. They would just use me for my sperm. <laughs> That's fine. Your scissor sex isn't going to reproduce the species. <laughs> Why won't anyone pay attention to me? So what are some of your favorite uh, Geek Dad experiments so far? There, there, must, there must be a Ken Hall of Fame. There, there's a few. I mean, um, you know, like I told you, the, the, taking the, uh, the camera up and the on balloon, the balloons yep. was like you know, coming up with the idea and then actually making it work was awesome. Um, Simplest project in the world that's in the second book uh, was uh, Nerf. I, I was, you know, my kids have Nerf guns. My, my wife and I have Nerf guns. My, my in-laws have Nerf guns. We, we have Nerf battles. But I was looking at the Nerf guns, and, you know, there's a thousand darts lying around the house. And I was like, what can I do? What can I hack? What can I do something else? It's like, so what would the ultimate Nerf stealth ninja want? He'd want to be able to launch silently. What do you need to launch Nerf darts silently? You need a blowgun. 
Yep. How do you make a Nerf blowgun that's going to be anywhere near as effective as, you know, the Super Strike 3000? And we went, our, our next door neighbors own, own the hardware store in town. So it's like, that's helpful. And went over and just looking at all the stuff in the store and just pulled out some of this half inch copper pipe. It's like waterline pipe that is used in the house, whatever. And like take one of the darts I brought with me, stick it in the pipe and do the, uh, the, the classic spitball. <laughs> Freaking dart flies 60 feet all the way across the store and hits the back wall. Nice. I'm like, Okay, that works. Yes, Nerf satisfying our innate need to kill without and actually hurting anyone. It works better than than the actual Nerf guns. It's like I don't think there's any Nerf gun that can launch as far as just this silly little blow gun. And it's like that's cool. That's cool. I don't need to. Well, I'll probably still go out and spend fifty, sixty bucks for the next Nerf gun that comes out. But you know, <laughs> but this is cool. I mean, cause, and then you do crazy stuff like so. It's so it's water pipe. You can put elbows on it and tease. So I like created the stealth <laughs> around the corner. Nerf blowgun. Oh, that's Boom. awesome. Shoots that way. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Or you can like branch it. If you, you know, you do like two branches, you can still get good distance. You get up to about four and it starts dropping off. But yeah, but it's cool. Um, the crazy science one, and this one actually came from one of our uh, writers on Geek Dad and Geek Mom, Kathy Cesari, but uh, um, she, uh, uh, you can validate the speed of light in your microwave, or verify the speed of light with your microwave and chocolate. What? 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 Yeah, this one. It, all right, and all right. So bear with me. This is like hard science. Okay, stuff. okay, so okay. I'm listening. Okay. So you know, you know how a microwave works. There's like like electromagnetic waves being shot through inside this Faraday cage. Oh, I, and where they intersect. No, 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 no. It's it's a prison for gnomes with laser that's, eyes. That, that too. And it, that's tra- a metaphor, it traps them interdimensionally. And they fire their uh, laser eyes at your food, and that's how you get a hot macaroni and cheese. They make the top of it brown, right? It's the laser eye gnomes. Chris, where, where did you go to school? In the south. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we can't afford to teach you science today, so uh, we'll talk microwaves about the are laser ad gnomes. Chris, we all know the laser gnomes are inside the food, heating up the water. Oh, right. yeah, I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So, you know, so so the electromagnetic waves, they crisscross, and they create the hot spots, and then you've got this turntable that rotates your food through sure. the hot spots. But, yeah, oh, great. Well, take the, take the rotating plate out so nothing moves. Take a take a, like a paper plate. Put a chocolate bar down on there. Okay. Like flip it over so it's that plain matte side. Okay. Or whatever. Nuke it for like ten seconds. All right. You'll see li- you'll see little spots on it that are where it started to melt because it's getting hit. It's hitting the hot spots in the microwave. Yeah. Every every other the distance between every other spot is the wavelength of the microwaves. You multiply the wavelength times the frequency, which is conveniently enough on the sticker in the side of your microwave, and, you and that the gives you of the light. speed of light. <gasps> wow, that's awesome! So it's like that's like you, you could never imagine. You know, this is magic. You know, for all intents and purposes, that's a like, microwave that's is like magic. Some, that's some exploratorium shit. It in is. Your house. It I is. love the exploratorium. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way, awesome place. And awesome the California place. Science Center Lor- and Lawrence uh, uh, Lawrence Hall of Science up in Berkeley too. Was, uh, I remember going there as a kid. It was just fantastic. I haven't been to the new science facility uh, in San Francisco. I went when it was in its temporary location over by. 101 freeway yeah <laughs> doesn't sound right Very much, exactly. and they had this they had this insane <laughs> ants uh display with there's like all these ant habitats and all these different species of ants and then that's when they were building the new science center and so i haven't seen the new science center yet but i've seen pictures of it and it looks incredible i know actually i haven't made it i i, I you know i miss the old days when it was out at uh, uh at the end of golden gate park or the you know over by the all the old uh, 1920s world fair stuff 
Let me ask you a question because yeah. you're 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 a successful geek slash slash nerd now. So I still have a day job. So I know. Well, here, yeah. here here's here's part of the problem that I, that I'm running into is that in pursuit of all the things that I want to pursue yeah. and sort of running this like weird little tiny nerd empire. It's I, like I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's it's we are losing time to do all the sort of fun things that we used to nerd out about because we spend so much time in a kind of managerial position you know just like you said like oh i don't really have time because i'm writing the next book and i'm gonna so how do you how do you sort of uh how do you balance those two things or or how do you you know how do you how do you justify that to your to your (laughs) geek heart uh more what i do is i justify it to my geek heart and my geek family by saying okay give daddy this weekend and next weekend to finish writing this book so that Next month we get to go for a week to Disneyland. Oh, gotcha! Little, you know, it's it, there's bribery involved, but uh, you know, no, I mean, in, in a way, that's you know, the, sort of the point of the book too is you know, you're gonna find little bits of time, you know, an hour here, hour there, some time on the weekend. So you you got to hold on to those. You got to those would be the one you got to plan for it. You got to jump on it when you can, especially when you got kids at the right age. Don't forget them and don't you know push them away at least you know most of the stuff that i'm doing on the side here that's not my day job the all the blog and everything um i'm in the garage you know i got the computer set up there and my younger son we've got another like old imac sitting on the other side he's coming in every day now and sitting over there playing flash games on the imac while i'm sitting writing the book and we're chatting back and forth and so you know it it works out here's why i think it's here's why i think your book is is more than just Hey, it's a fun. It, it, it's it's a it's kind of a fun thing. To, like your book is very important, and I think the Geek Dag blog is very important because, like we said, because science education is not <laughs> that valued in our school systems. Um, number one, it's it's getting uh, really fun um, science that that very practical science that everyone right. can can experience and enjoy. But it's also getting parents to pay attention to their kids and nurture their kids, which I think is uh, even more important. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, like in the introduction to like the the first book, and and, and I wanted to make this big point is that these books are, it's about their parenting books for people that want to do stuff with their kids, not to their kids. Right. Or not send them off. Like go away. Don't, don't go out. Just, if you love, and this also goes back to the, trying to get your kids into the geeky stuff that you, that you like is, is that, all right, if there's geeky stuff that you like to do or whatever it is that you like to do and you'd like to get your kids into it, first of all, don't push. Do what you love to do. Be obvious about the fact that you're enjoying it and that you love it and your kids are going to get interested in it at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And wait for that moment and then embrace it and you know bring them in. And, well, my and, dad really liked ham radio and I never got into it. <laughs> well, but I mean... Yeah, but but did he? You know, was he down there? And, I mean, was he obviously oh, he communicating? Talk the, with I him? talked to the space station once. Oh, okay. Are you yeah. serious? He brought me in, and yeah, yeah, my dad would. Well, then you're just a ruined human being. Right? Okay. My dad was really into weed, and I'm still never really gotten into pot at all. So it's not, it always always worked out. I found the technical aspect <laughs> very fascinating, and I learned Morse code. So I mean, what else? So there you go. You don't even need to I know that got, anymore to get license. the uh, to get the I license. Know. Yeah, so you could probably get the license now. You know. Neither one. Of, I don't yeah. know how I turned out the way I turned out. Neither one of my parents are remotely nerdy. Um, they both love sports. My dad was a professional bowler. Like yeah. I don't. I don't know what it was that 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 made me just immediately gravitate toward you know um, every, every, you know computers and technology and you know actually I guess it was my grandfather. My grandfather. Yeah. My mother's father was a technophile and owned. 
like he had one of the first lasers players and he had nice he had like three he I bought my a laser disc player man uh, <laughs> the criterion collection those oh, giant yeah seven <laughs> samurai criterion oh. on laser disc jesus <laughs> yeah, I, I he feel, he was he was kind of my geek granddad. He was kind of my geek granddad. He had all the gaming platforms. Like he had in really? television, he had a ColecoVision, oh, he had an Atari twenty six hundred. He had oh, every yeah. he had a Betamax because he said the quality was better. He it had is. video cameras when you could get them. Like he was a he loved gadgets and but but he wasn't a classically nerdy guy. He just loved technology. And yeah. I, I guess maybe that's that's probably where I where I started. That's right. and, you, and you know what? Maybe your 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 dad was you know your, your dad was a bowling geek. He was, but he just was. There was not. There were nothing. There was nothing geeky about my parents yeah. anyway. But they yeah. they nurtured. You know, my parents bought me a TRS eighty computer in nineteen eighty one that uh, didn't really do anything other Timex than boot Sinclair up. Sinclair one thousand. My dad was a weird mix, like of uh, like he was in the army, so he was an army guy, and uh, but he was also a technician for Hewlett Packard. Oh wow! So he, uh, you know, and a ham radio guy and a tropical fish guy. You know, tropical fish and ham radio. Yeah. That's the fucking nerdiest thing on the earth. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but no, like we would camp on the weekends, and then he would take me into the office, and he'd be taking apart these ultrasound machines. There's a frequency Packard. where the fish can hear me. I'm going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have this awesome uh, uh, book. Actually, it's a manual, uh, but all it was all typewritten and stuff that my my grandfather on my mom's side he he was really he was like physicist and all this stuff, and it it's, it you have these pictures of this giant like classic 50s era rack mount machine and, and the work he was doing was using sound waves to determine how well rubber had been vulcanized he worked for Universal, wow. and so this whole manual with all of the i mean and for typewritten manual so you know all the all the special uh, uh uh characters for all of the equations and stuff how the hell did they do that on regular time i mean what did they you know Oh pictures my God. of these, like you know, you expect to have seen that for in, in in like Forbidden Planet or something. These these machinery, and it was like, ah, oh, it's such cool stuff. Yeah, and he would take me into like these the soundproof rooms that they have, you know, with the you know the conical shaped foam and everything like that. And then he would take me up to his all the time. He would take me to his office. He'd be like, take your shirt off, and I'd be like, all right. Then he'd squirt the goop on me. Soundproof and chest, room. Test okay. the ultrasound. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. like, That's your heart. We should get you to a doctor. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't do that with all your friends, too. No, just no. Me. Okay. <laughs> Come into the soundproof room. Take off your shirt. What are you going to do for Father's Day? Oh, Lord, I'm not sure yet. I, I know that the, the family has plans, but uh, they, they, we like to do surprises in my family. You sound like you have a fun family. We do. I mean, we, we, love, we love surprising the kids with stuff whenever we can. We, did, we were able to pull off uh, one trip to Disneyland where... Surprise, you're adopted. Yeah, yeah, basically, and then they left. They ran away. We got new kids. <laughs> you told me on the then, Matterhorn. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we got we like got to the morning, and they were all packed up, and we were we told them that we were just going down to grandparents for the weekend, and then we headed for the uh, headed for the uh, actually no, we were at the grandparents. We were all packed in, and like we were going to go home, and then uh, we just told them, no, nah, guess what? We're heading to Disneyland. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah, I want you to be like my ads. Will you, you know? will you be my parents? <laughs> sure, we'll adopt you. Okay, thanks. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Well, my parents are cool, but yeah, we only need a tithe of a, you know thirty percent of your salary. Ah shit! So. <laughs> that, would, that would have been a bummer though if one of your kids was just like, ah, oh, dad, we got plans. When I know. We get sorry, that dad. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. That my older son is getting to that. Yeah. Getting to that point. He's that, a massive bowler. Really? We are a bowling family. We all have really? our own stuff. And we, you know, my wife and I would do like the Friday Night League. The boys do Saturday morning. And, and my son's doing like the PBA Experience League this summer where they do all the different oil patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, this is, you know, talking about bowling geeks. It's like you get once you get past the whole plastic balls 
you know, weekend, you know, going out once in a while and you get your own your own bowling ball drilled to your hand. You get the shoes and you start learning about oil patterns. It's so great. And targets. There's so much more to the sport. It's like that first I, time you put your finger in a girl, you know? Exactly. <laughs> just drilled out just but then you throw her down the lane and you get a strike. Uh, I... Uh, I, I wrote the I wrote an article for Wired a couple years ago about uh, about the bowling bowling technology. My dad had always complained that bowling is like bowling's too easy now. It, when I was doing it in the '60s, it was a spare game. It was about precision. Right, right. Now technology has made it so easy. It's all about strikes because basically bowling balls. And we're going to lose about uh, a lot of our sixty percent yeah. of the audience right now. <laughs> maybe probably ninety. But 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 ba- bowling balls are made of this composite material that has glass particles in it, and the glass particles grab onto the lane and so mm-hmm. that's why you see now if you watch someone if you watch like professional bowlers now they can throw the ball out to like the first board right and it in the glass particles grab the lane after the oil and, and fucking snaps. whip the ball like right into the pocket and so that's the why the 20 pins... miles an hour down the lane and suddenly it makes a 90 degree left turn and it's just amazing. they're made they're made it's this reactive resonance so they Plus uh, the course and and then, and then the lane isn't wood anymore it's it's the lane is synthetic Syn- material right. with with an imaged wood grain across right. the top, so that they Most of it. there are still some wood wood lanes. There's still some wood lanes, yeah. but wood lanes are very expensive to keep up, yeah. and you have to resurface them, and you have to even them out every so often, and and Did so. Dad have synthetic lanes at his place. Yeah, he does now. Oh. Um, but they're just they're just easier to maintain. They're easier to maintain, but uh, but the, what they did find is that the technology was making the game too easy they built this robot that just threw ball after ball after ball after ball so now they have these guidelines where like you know glass particles have to be a certain distance apart from one another and you know there are there are certain guidelines but plus all the all the you know the core stuff because because the you know real fancy balls they're not one solid material in them they've actually got differential density cores they used to just be rubber yeah yeah they used to be right and now they've got all these shapes built inside of them that will behave differently depending on how they're thrown and I mean, the science behind bowling is kind of crazy. It really is. It's such a great, it's such a great game sport. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. like you know, it, there's so few where you can actually be you know getting blotted while you're playing the sport. It's, <laughs> it's important. Golf and bowling. Yeah, golf I do and better. Yeah. I do better. Yeah, base, baseball. The, baseball would probably lose something if you had to chug a beer after every. Uh... No, this one becomes softball. <laughs> That's what's up. I thought that was cricket. Well, the 0-4 <laughs> take the pint out for the field. Oh, I didn't realize. And, uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels before they won the American League Championship. Ken, I think you're doing phenomenal work. And, you know, I hope you realize that, you know, I know it's fun for you, but I just hope you realize how important it is for for dads and families and, and for keeping families engaged and for keeping people interested in science. Um, so I, I really... If you were thinking about not doing it anymore, <laughs> I really hope you change. No, that. I'm I'm riding this horse, you know, until they till they shoot me. This is your second book. How did it? Cool. Uh, how how for your writing process? How did your how did the writing process change from the first book to the second book? Was there a learning curve? Uh, the, uh, the biggest change was oh crap! I have last half the time to finish <laughs> it because you know the first book. You know, first book, I had about eight months to put it together. Yeah, um, it came out did well within about two months. And the uh, uh, publishers went, we want a second one. We want it on the same due date. Jeez. Uh, and so it was like half the time. And so, you know, there's a lot of, I, I, these are in a way they're crowdsourced because I get, I project ideas from the other writers on the blogs and friends and family. They go, hey, try this. What about this? And so I look at it, try it, write it up and, and make it work. So, it, you know, it's not as, 
uh, I, I don't have to be quite that inspirational, which is helps me a lot because yeah. I can just sit down and write stuff all day long. I love writing, but uh, but no, I totally appreciate it. I, you know, I, I feel I feel a kinship a little having having listened to your podcast for so long, in in the ways that our little geek universes are exploding and becoming you know much more than we ever thought they would be. I, I you know it's like every time you say something like holy crap, I just you know partnered with another website and <laughs> like God, yeah, I need someone to partner with me and manage my <laughs> empire so i can just sit back and count the money and stuff but oh my god i i you know i don't you know part of me thinks like oh it'd be fun to just make a ton of money and sit back and count it. and then i think like i love the game of it too much there, yeah like like there's so much like building all these different little things on different platforms to me is sim city or or, or D or it's sort of almost kind of there is an rpg element yeah, to it that um that i see it you know Someone's like, oh, what do you want to do? Make a bunch of money? How's that going to make you happy? I'm like, no, I don't give a shit about that. It's about the game of it. Like, it's about the strategy. Like, I was a total chess nerd. So for me, it's cause and effect. And, you know, what can I do that, you know, can affect this other thing in different ways and bringing these two other things together? And oh, you can tell, especially, you know, running the blog and it's like, you know, playing. With, I, I became like obsessive compulsive with how to schedule posts on the blog to maximize page view return and, you know, refreshing <laughs> Google Analytics every five minutes to, oh, I just put up a new post. What's going to happen? That's and our inherent did, power. Did I, catch, did I catch the East Coast at the right time or the West Coast or is it lunchtime? Or exactly it what you're yeah. talking about is exactly what the what one of the main focuses of my my book. And I'm not going to this about my book. It's about your book. But I'm saying. Sorry, you've got a book. You, you, but, but I'm saying. But but the idea is that, that nerds, nerds or geeks, and I think both, have – um, an almost unnatural ability to focus on minutia, and that is our mutant power. Yes. And so that that is how you are able to accomplish anything and turn your life around, is that you have this built-in ability to be able to focus on things like a laser. Yeah. No, that's and in fact, when you know, whenever somebody asks me what you know, what's your definition of geek, and it, it's always it's all right, somebody who is so passionate and obsessive about something that it will probably cause them social detriment at some point <laughs> in their life. It, yes, complete exactly. like complete detriment. It's it is yeah. it is following that obsession at almost at the expense of everything else. Yeah, spending you know spending money uh, you know, steampunking out your Nissan two forty or I, you, you know, know I feel like we are basically on the. We're basically sort of on the precipice of OCD without necessarily being full-blown exactly. OCD. Yeah. It's yeah. like we have – we're sort of in this well, weird – Well, it's all, it's all shades, you know. And maybe that's where, you know, the, the, the nerd realm over, over – you know, if you're going to separate, the nerds have a little more OCD. We've got a little bit less, but I don't know. It's all – <laughs> all... I feel like we're all from the same cloth, though. It is, absolutely. We, we are definitely all cut from the same cloth. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're at the end of our hour, Ken. But thank you for coming down and thank being on the podcast. It's, an, the, it's like a pleasure awesome and an honor. Thing. And um, and keep fighting the nerd fight, my friend. You are doing incredible things, and I appreciate it. And I know your followers appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited to see this book. Uh, is is it what, what's the name? It's just the second the second volume. The second book is the Geek Dad's Guide to Weekend Fun. The blue and, book, uh, you guys. The blue book. The blue, blue book. book. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Borders, GeekDadBook.com. Accidentally order Kelly's Blue Book. You'll have no. That would be a little no. more boring. That would be. Yeah. Come on, kids. We're gonna go price out hey, a, look at this, 91 a, a 69 <laughs> XKE. <laughs> it's no, eleven hundred dollars. No, oh, all right. Well, you could have a fun weekend with. Hey, that. kids, yeah. Buick Riata. <laughs> Let's see how they're doing. I just remember the Oldsmobile Bravada existed. Remember that? It was like a blazer. It was yeah, the same body. Yep, yeah. yep. Anyway, go ahead. That was dumb. a neater name. <laughs> so now, now you go into a whole like hour of, uh, you remember that crappy car that was cool and 40 years ago? No. I, st I, st I still think the Pacer Canyon is an Arrow. awesome looking car. 
Yeah. The AMC Pacer, that little bubble car. That was neat. I mean, that, that, well, that, that's the curved glass technology going into the new Apple headquarters. So, Yes, the space station. <laughs> the new space station. The new space station. Uh, I know. That's cool. What are, you, are you excited? Are you, are you an Apple guy? I am an Apple guy. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, got new, new, I've had to just pop in there. My, my, my new maxed out MacBook Pro will be showing up tomorrow. Whoa. With the I SSD, SSD i7 quad core. Really? Really? I did. Holy shit. I spent book money on it because it's a, it's a business expense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want, I want, so I've got my old, like, like three and a half year old MacBook Pro, and I want to set it next to the other one, and then I just want to go push the start buttons. Oh, and go, yeah, enjoy that. that one's ready. This one's stuck logging. <laughs> this one's stuck logging. Wow. <laughs> Can I now uh, uh, render that video for you? This one's still spooning up. Oh, I'm done rendering that yeah, hour that, video. That, that, that spinning disc up. inside yeah. is almost just like excuse. I'm tired of listening to your excuses. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up. Yeah, yeah I, I was reading, I read some article, and I can't remember what the website was, but they listed Apple's 10 biggest failures. Yeah. Um, and I, I agreed with most of the them. The Cube. The Cube, although it is in the museum. For 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 design True, the cube gorgeous. and then they did a video game they did actually a gaming system uh, with with a company and I can't remember what it was called uh, but they actually in 1996 they did a gaming system that had online capabilities wow and it was it just bombed it just bombed they sold a few thousand of them but they they, they listed the they did not put the Newton in there which is shocking uh, most people you know point to it as a failure but it was the, the coolest awesome I had thing one in the world. I just read I just people didn't use still it. have them running people Man. have hacked it to yep. to read and write to Twitter but what was shocking to me is that they listed iTunes as one of Apple's greatest failures and that to me was that's, just like you're being BS. a hipster because <laughs> I like every podcaster would agree like no, iTunes is the greatest thing that ever happened it's, to us yeah it's the only way to, that you can deliver I mean to eight, the masses. 76 to 80 percent of our downloads for the podcast come through iTunes yeah but and iTunes it, is falling behind as a music source uh, it was it was I think it was an amazing thing when it came out and it helped a lot of the podcasts, iTunes but... changed the marketplace before iTunes people were just stealing music yeah. and, and it, it actually has, got, it, has... it actually got people to spend money on music yeah. again it's they... got competition and 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 you know and, and it's a good thing that Amazon and the other guys are are ponying up and and making some stuff happen but on the other hand you know I think the the this news service with that that'll pop everything to the cloud for you without having to upload it and then this whole thing with the scanning your drive figuring out all the stuff that you ripped or Got elsewhere, um, and then giving it to you in what three twenty or two hundred fifty six kilobit ABC. Yeah. I you know I, I I don't know anything about this, but there are programs out there that let you that you like rip uh, uh, internet radio mm-hmm. and put all the ID four tags on it and stuff. Oh. I wonder if that's going to work for the hundreds of songs on my. <laughs> So, I mean, listen, without without incriminating myself too much, you know, in the early <laughs> days of Napster, I mean, it, you know, it was acceptable. It was I mean, it was acceptable. But then there were some things like, listen, if I want the if I want the young ones theme and I can't buy it anywhere. Oh, heck yeah. What choice do I have? I have I have like like playlists with like a hundred different uh, TV show themes from the 60s, 70s and 80s. Yeah, that there, there was no way to find them online or in record stores easily. Yeah, I went out and you know found them. But I just, I just don't think I don't think you I can call that. something a failure that changed the marketplace. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it literally did change the marketplace and yeah. shook up everything so much that you know music companies don't have the level of power anymore, and you know it, it has basically changed an industry. Yeah. and forced it, pulled it kicking and screaming into a new era. But I would say that that, that that like eight of the other things that they listed, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like yeah. remember 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 those round um, the the mice. 
the yes. I, the early iMac mice, like yeah. those oh, bi- yeah. those big round <laughs> hockey pucks. Yeah, those suck. <laughs> well, yes, that's why the iPod so stereo. That, that when they when they did when they when they did iTunes yeah, on the iPod, iPod, iPod is fucking awesome. I know it's a great piece of kit, but it's not like fantastic. it's sold. Do you remember right? when I, remember when they offered iTunes on the Motorola Rocker? No, yes, or they I, just not I, the iPod. I do remember that. Uh, they, they should have listed like the U2 iPod. They should have the U2 iPod. Oh, yeah, the black one. <laughs> the red black one. Everybody, every every uh, every uh, month, everyone was predicting there was going to be a yellow submarine iPod yeah, or something. Yeah, never, happened. never happened. Never happened. Damn it! Uh, but I was right. looking forward to this whole iOS five thing with the video mirroring of the iPad too. Yeah, on that's your Apple TV. We, wanna, we were talking about this earlier. I, I totally want to play Angry Birds in 1080p surround sound <sighs> on my 51 inch television. That's going to be amazing. You, yeah. You're going to hear. Oh. Fly, oh. Oink, 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 oink. And it's like come from the back room up to the front and they're like, oh my. And then like the other, because I have like a, I was talking about it earlier. I have a video streaming app for my phone and for my uh, DLC iPad. No, it's a video play or AirPlay. I think AirPlay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And what it does is it live streams from my computer, 3G or on Wi-Fi. I can pull anything out of whatever folder I tell it to. So I tell it to go to my downloads folder. And I can stream. It'll live convert everything. Right. To it re-encodes the video oh, in wow. real time. Yeah, so AVIs, Flash Video, MKVs, everything can play on my phone and right. stream it to the thing. And what's great about AirPlay, or whatever the hell they're calling it on, on the uh, Apple TV, when you can mirror the image yep. of the iPad, I can watch AVIs and shit on my Apple TV without having to hack it. Sweet. So all of my bargain hunts, I can finally watch Finally. Them. And that's enough for Mac Break Weekly this week. I, <laughs> I know. Thank our host. I know. I know. I'm gonna, once again, I'm going to get called out for polishing Steve Jobs' knob. Going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Uh, and just, oh, we had this on Android it's three years ago. Just, if you knew how to do command line, I just, <laughs> I just want to, uh, I just want to say that we do not get anything from the Apple Corporation. Nope. nope not they, at all. We they wouldn't have, deny it. They but. have flatly, uh, <laughs> they have flatly denied to ever give yeah, us they're anything. Actually, they're actually pretty tight about that stuff. They're so tight about that. They don't give anyone anything. I got, we, I got uh, a uh, like a, a iPod Touch. No, no, I got an iPhone four. You know, seven months after they came out as a review sample, and I had to sign like thirty pages worth of documents to promise when to we, give when it we back review that and, stuff on Attack of the Show. We have to buy it. We have to send an intern down to wait in line like yeah. everyone else, and Chris we buy it down himself. <laughs> I, I don't wait in line for anything. I'm too impatient. Well, and you know the mobs of adoring fans would. Just, oh yes, yeah, of course, Ken. It's impossible to go anywhere I without know, the isn't it paparazzi and throngs of screaming ladies. Please, Jason Bateman waited in line. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did though. He was waiting in line for <laughs> a bit, and line. they pulled him out. And Donald Glover waited in line. Idiot. <laughs> and um, John Ray, what does he do? Hey, Matt. Wait, what? That doesn't have anything to do with where you work, though, at no, your no, fruit-themed no. computer we, store. The was us walking by. You're just trying to get fired now. Going to, uh, listen, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. I can't control these things. It's a good cart. I'll find a horse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you use it at Star Wars, at, at, you know, at, at, uh, at the Disneyland to get into Star Wars. Star Wars. I can't wait to see the, that. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Ken, thank you so much. Uh, people, it, it, you, you have geekdad.com. Geekdad.com, geekmom.com, yep. and uh, a thousand other things. Geekdadbook.com. And at Fitzwilly with an IE on the Twitter. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for being at here. At WiredGeekDad for the blog. You have what? HornyGeekMoms.net. You don't have HornyGeekMoms.net. It. It's a good idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good idea. I get residuals from that. You got it. Steampunk Vibrator. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ken, you are our guest of honor. Would you like to tell everyone to enjoy their burrito? Uh, everybody. 
enjoy the burrito. Well, you kind of fucked it up. I did. We'll edit Go it. Go ahead. I'm not enjoy it. your burrito. Yeah, I know. I, uh, no, no. See, look, no like so he's going to say it. Say it again. See, I, why I confused it was I also listened to Will's podcast, and he's feed the burrito. Right. So I That's fair. What's, what's that? What's the feed the that, burrito? That's when it, if you donate, you know, he's got like a tip jar. Oh. If you donate to that, he want, he says, I, I want to thank everybody for feeding the burrito this week. Radio Free Burrito. Radio Free Burrito. Saying that since before we've been saying that? Well, he said Radio Free Burrito for quite a long time. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah, I mean, it predates. It so predates. I mean, our. We can't get any cut of that. <laughs> no, we can't, we can't sue my friend Will. Ours evolved independently of Will's Radio Free, Radio Free Burrito. All right, all right. One more time. Take two. Yep. Everybody, enjoy your burrito. Yay! Oh, yeah! Geek Dad, Ken Denmi. Thank you for being here. Thanks, guys. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. (laughs) 